You're listening to Two Brain Radio. We make gyms profitable, getting you on track to making every day your perfect day. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf business tactics to help improve your gym, advance your fitness career, and move you closer to wealth. Get ready to start building your bigger and better business with your coach, best-selling fitness author of Two Brain Business, Grow Your Gym, and Health First, Chris Cooper. This episode is brought to you by Zen Planner. If you've read my books, you know that I've been a mind-body guy since about 2007. But this year, something happened that made a massive difference. I met Zen Planner. In talking to these guys, I realized how responsive they are and how much they actually care about CrossFit affiliates and the gym industry in general. These guys are willing to listen. They'll make changes based on what gyms actually need instead of the window dressing stuff that gym owners just kind of like. They think it makes them look cool. Things that will actually change the client experience. Metrics that your coaches can use to gauge how well your clients are reacting to your programming. Check-in tools, attendance tools, wad tracking and scoreboards. The ability to plan and have people book appointments online and pay online true automation of your business. I love working with these guys. We're going to have a great relationship. They're building a customized two-brain dashboard, and they've got so many amazing upgrades in the pipeline that will cancel out the need for other software. You should check them out, zenplanner.com. They've been around forever, but they keep getting better. Jeremy Kinnick is an OG in the CrossFit world. He was in the 2008 games, and if you've ever seen the movie Every Second Counts, you'll see him in there. He was brought to CrossFit uh, the same way that I was by watching another movie called 300. Because he's an OG, because he's been around for over a decade, this interview focuses a lot on stories and lessons learned. But because he's an OG, I'm going to introduce him the way that we used to introduce each other back in the day, and that's with some stats. Jeremy has a 307 clean and jerk. He's got a 535 deadlift. He's got a 476 fight gone bad. Count those reps, folks. That's incredible. He's got a 212 Fran. He's got a 118 Grace. He's got a 713 Helen, a 1650 Filthy 50, a 105 400 meter sprint, and a 20 minute 5K. That is a remarkable athlete, but Jeremy's also a remarkable human. He is a dad first. Uh, he's a great partner to his wife. He has two gyms that he owns with his brother that he started in his garage and still has some of the original members. He's taken teams to the games. He's been there twice himself. Nothing says CrossFitter like Jeremy Kinnick does. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about hard lessons learned, about how the landscape of CrossFit competition and CrossFit gym ownership has changed, how one has shaped the other then and now, and also what he would do differently if he was opening right now. He's going to share a lot of these lessons uh, to help save you some trouble. This was a, an amazing interview. Jeremy is wide open about stuff. He shares some pretty deep secrets, and I know you're going to love it. Jeremy's been a hero of mine for over a decade, and it was a real pleasure to talk to him. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Jeremy Kinnick. All right, everyone. I'm back here with Jeremy Kinnick of CrossFit Kinnick, and Jeremy has been to the games on his own. He's been to the games on a team. He's been to just about every regional there is. He's been around for longer than I have. And I'm going to let him tell you the whole story. But first, welcome, Jeremy. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Listen, tell me, you know, what brought you to CrossFit in the first place? I, I've told the story a, a bunch of times before, and uh, I usually tell a lot of, a lot of new members uh, this, and it's, cause I think it's funny. We, we watched the movie uh, 300, 
Remember that movie? Yeah, absolutely. And we, yeah, and we uh, we thought those guys were in pretty good shape. We weren't sure if it was fake or if it was real. You know, is it computer graphics? Is it, is it shadowing? Whatever. And so um, we kind of looked into it a little bit, and uh, we're like, hey, we want to look like those guys, you know. And so we looked into it and found kind of found out what they were doing roundabout way, and, and found CrossFit. So we just started messing around with it in the garage and we were all out of shape and it was uh, pretty much my brother and some of his buddies. And, uh, you know, so we, we looked for a place to work out. We ended up, uh, you know, in my, my garage, I just bought a house, but a nice three car garage um, and uh, started just playing around with it and, and uh, you know, checking it out and, and it was terrible. Right. I mean, the workouts were <laughs> hard and, and I didn't really, I didn't like it too much when I started, too hard. There was no scaling options and, and uh, you just did, you just had to do it. If it was on the board or if that was a workout, you just did it, you know? Yeah, so, and, uh, so what, what made you stick with it? I, I think it was the fact that my younger brothers and his friends and their friends rather were, were um, beating me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like that. And you know, I, I, a little bit before that, before finding CrossFit, um, I, I grew up playing sports. I played you know, baseball and soccer my, my whole childhood. I played um, in high school, I played uh, soccer and baseball and a little bit of football. And so I was always athletic, always in really good shape. In college, I played a little bit of baseball. And then I got busy, you know, started getting a little bit older, stopped playing and, and not working out much and got behind a desk and gained a bunch of weight. I didn't realize it but I gained a bunch of weight. And so I was at, at one point, and it's funny, CrossFit recently reposted my before and after picture on the wow. CrossFit Games page, yeah, on the Instagram. And, and I was about 235 and about 30% body fat. That was when I started CrossFit. And so it was, I was frustrated, you know, we're, we're starting to work out and I'm like, I'm in good shape. I can beat these little kids, you know, my little, my brother's <laughs> friends and stuff. And, and there, and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And, and it was frustrating. And so I was, I didn't like it because I wasn't good at it kind of thing. And that was, that's what, that was what uh, I was doing with it when I started, you know? Wow. But your competitive nature kept you going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, and, and that led you to competition too, right? Yeah. You know, we, when we started, it was, it was 2007 and it was actually right before the first CrossFit game. It was in March, March, April of 2007. And the first ever CrossFit games, I believe was in July. And so we were, you know, like anybody when they started back then, um, just going on main site, going to CrossFit.com, looking at uh, the workout of the day, watching videos of Nicole Carroll, Annie, you know, Annie Sakamoto and Eva, Eva T and, uh, you know, all the guys, Greg and, and uh, you know, all those, all those studs. And, uh, you know, it was just getting, getting used to that and, and trying to figure out how to do things. I remember watching um, Nicole Carroll's video on on uh, my laptop in my house I'd watch the video and then I'd run out to the garage and I'd try to do the tipping pull-up and then I'd <laughs> run back in and I'd watch it again I'd run outside and I literally because I was working at home from the time I literally spent like most almost all day trying to learn a kipping pull-up and and I got the first kipping pull-up out of all our little group and and so I couldn't wait for everybody to come over at night at that time we were working out at like 9 10 o'clock at night when everyone was done with work and and I was so so proud to show you know everyone look at I got the kipping pull-up guys and uh well you know I had bloody hands at the time I didn't care yeah because I got a kipping pull-up you know that's awesome um, so yeah so it was right right before the first CrossFit Games 
we saw it and we're like, oh, that's so cool. But there was no way we were going to go. We weren't going to drive up to Aromas. We're like, where's that? It's Aromas. What are we going to do up there? So not until, um, if I remember correctly, I, I believe after seeing that there was a CrossFit Games, we we're like, oh, that kind of seems cool. That's, that, that might be cool to do if they do it again next year. Let's, let's uh, keep that in mind. And so, you know, we're training and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the CrossFit workouts. And we did Fran for the first time because we had kipping pull-ups, so we can do Fran. Oh, yeah. You know, of course. You got to do Fran. So I think my, my first time was like 17 and a half minutes. <laughs> and, and, you know, just taking it out of the rack and then squatting to a medicine ball. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and uh, kipping, no butterfly, just kipping pull-ups, you know. And, and uh, you know, that was, uh, that, was the, that was kind of the beginning, you know. And then 2008 rolls around. My wife's about eight months pregnant. And they announced the games. And if you want to go to the games, sign up and show up. <laughs> and so... I was like, man, my brother's like, dude, we should go. My brother Jonathan, he's like, we should go to the games. I'm like, I don't know, man. My wife's eight months pregnant. We just got married. Like, you know, this is, yeah. if you can convince her, our brother's, my brother's pretty persuasive. He's, he's pretty good at that. I said, hey, if you can convince her, I'm down. Let's go. So somehow he talked to my wife and she's, I mean, she was about to pop. But somehow he convinced her to get in the back of, a, of an RV and drive up to Aromas. <laughs> eight months pregnant oh my goodness you know and and so that that was kind of the and once you know once we got there and once we competed it was just like over like there was no turning back I loved, wow. I loved every second of it and we were so sore I've never been that sore more that sore in my life you know from what was it three workouts yeah yeah three or four. right like three or four workouts one was like a run on the hill yeah and I was I was felt broken and, you know, seeing guys that were watching on these videos, like Chris Spieler up there and OPT and AFT and, and all these guys, um, old school guys, and then competing next to them, it was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. And then after the 2008 games, I told my brother, I said, I can, I can do this. I think I can, uh, I can compete with these guys. I want to, let's, let's start training hard. And that was like, that was the, the start, I think, for, for me. And I'm still, I'm still training hard and we, my brother's still programmed for me and, and we still are talking about stuff and, you know, it's been, you know, 10, 10 years, 11 years of, of doing this. And, and, uh, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. What, what did training harder mean back then, Jeremy? Like all of us were just looking <laughs> at come up, right? Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it didn't mean uh, more workouts in the day. It didn't mean, you know, it didn't, didn't mean necessarily more volume it just meant with more intensity you know kind of taking it taking my nutrition a little bit more serious I followed the zone you know because I was overweight before I started so I followed the zone diet um, and I followed that for most of my most of the years that we've done CrossFit probably mm -hmm. not until the last few years did we kind of switch over to more of a, a tracking macros but I, I mean I don't think it was I don't know how possible it was to track macros when we first started you know because their apps weren't available and none of that was really available but uh, yeah it just meant you know getting more strict figuring out how to eat better mm -hmm. and then working out harder just going giving going as hard as you can that was that was what it was and it wasn't I don't think it was anything more than that really yeah Okay. So somewhere along the line, you know, you're competing every single year and they're adding like layers that you have to jump past to get to the games. It's getting harder and harder and harder. Mm -hmm. In that time you decide 
I'm going to open an affiliate too, right? Well, why? Well, we opened up, um, my brother and I started, it's all started together with us. And um, he, uh, well, we started it in 2007, November, 2007. Mm -hmm. So it was even before we, we went to that first game because we, we had some, you know, we kept asking, you know, like, like uh, coach Glassman always talks about, you know, he, he did Fran, then he went over to his neighbor, you know, he got throw up all over his chest and he goes, Hey, I got this cool workout. Want to come try. Right. <laughs> it was happening with our friends and, and my brother actually was a, he was a youth pastor at the time. So, so we got, you know, like some of the guys, we asked their parents, Hey, can you, I, I think he asked their parents, I don't know, <laughs> but they, they came over to my house and they're in my garage and these, you know, 16, 17 year old kids are trying CrossFit and that. Mm -hmm. And then, so we did that and everyone loved it. And so, so by the end of that year, um, in November, we became an affiliate. We're like, Hey, you can do this. You can become wow. an affiliate. Let's, let's give this a try. And so we started in the garage. And I mean, we had like wooden racks, like he was, my brother built things out of wood. Yeah. Like if he could have made weights out of wood, I think he would have tried to do that. You know, <laughs> uh, we had this like Trojan horse looking like GHD that he built. And, uh, and we just had the bare minimums. And, and I mean, it was, it was rough, you know, and, but it was, I wasn't um, involved as much in it in the business and i don't even know if we would call it a business in the beginning it was mm -hmm. just we just wanted to be called the crossfit gym because we thought it was cool um in in april of 2008 so a few months later we had some members and we that's when we opened up an actual we went to a, a uh, we got a facility okay um and so we moved there and then and then i started training classes and really got involved um in the gym yeah okay so already in 2008 you're balancing competing yourself with like training other people and at least helping your brother run this business right yeah what was, it, what was it like back then to be a high level competitor and an affiliate owner was there a benefit to doing both was there a benefit um i would say i i don't know would people ever seek out your gym because you were on uh, every second counts or whatever you know they've yeah. heard of you because of crossfit yeah i think i think back then more than now it was because that was like a big deal um, and not that it's not now but across it's changed and, and we'll, we'll get to that later but but i think that then it was the games was it was so brand new mm. and the, the, the there wasn't as much of a focus from the from crossfit on health and health and wellness and stuff and I, there was i don't want to say there wasn't but there's a lot bigger push now for it i think but then it was it was like we were we were trying to find out what what human bodies could do really in the beginning, mm -hmm. and um, and it's just kind of evolved since then. But and so I would say I would say still kind of haven't really answered that question. <laughs> it's kind of a tough one. Um, I, I I think that there was a, a huge push, like people wanted to be competitors okay. more than, and and we had a lot more people at our gym that that were coming like. Oh, Jeremy, you bench the games, but I want to, I want to train with you. And, and it was more valuable then than I think it is now. Um, I put, I know personally, I put a lot more effort. Um, I was more focused on that in the beginning. Um, just cause it was like this whole new world. It was like so foreign and so brand new and fresh and exciting and, uh, you know, I, I think that there was definitely a, a big advantage then. And it, we didn't have a lot of members. And so it wasn't, the gym didn't keep me as busy. 
I had a, an infant, you know, one, one child, now I have two, and now they're in sports, but then they were, you know, it wasn't a big deal. My wife was a stay-at-home mom, and, and so she handled that stuff, and I got to do the gym and work out. It was like, it was perfect. You know, it really, uh, and my brother, you know, we set up things so that I could work and I could train and I could, we could, we worked really, really well together. And that was a big thing like that we tried to do as a, as a gym and, and, and uh, running a business. And I don't know that it was ne necessarily the best thing for the business. Me be my efforts being put more into the, you know, me working out, but I do think it did draw a lot of, a lot of people and it, and it, and it created a good name. Um, which is, you know, kind of helped us through the year, I think. Do you, do you get that now? Like people coming in and saying, wow, this is Jeremy Kinnick's gym. Uh, we still, yeah, we still get it. We'll get people, I think now more than anything, we get, we get a lot of referrals from friends that live elsewhere. They go, Hey, we, we do CrossFit and you're near, you know, CrossFit Kinnick, you should go there. You know, Jeremy's done this and that, and then the games, they've been around a long time and that kind of stuff. We get, we get a lot of that, but, uh, yeah, yeah I'd say we get a lot of that. Okay. And when these people come in, are they looking to compete too? And is that why they're seeking you out? Or does that credibility translate into, well, he can help me more because he's gone to this level? Yeah. We, I don't know how many years ago, we don't get as many people. We don't get a lot of people coming in saying, I want to compete in games. Okay. We don't get that as much anymore as we did maybe five years ago or four years ago. And especially this year for us specifically, our region has been changed now the whole west side west coast and so you know things have changed and so but we do get more i think more people are coming in saying hey i know that you guys have been around a long time and you can help me get fit you can help me with nutrition and you can help me if i and if i do want to push myself and challenge myself you do guys do offer that we get a lot of well we hear a lot of you know oh you guys are a competitive gym your competitor gym and i i would completely disagree with that um, and my brother, we, we've talked about that a lot. And I think what we, I think what we are is we are very, we're very old school um, in the sense of we're going to focus on the fundamentals and the basics, and we're going to give people what they need in programming and give that balance. And that ends up being, you know, leading to, I think, really good results. You know, we're going to focus on nutrition. And, and so if you're consistent and you're doing good programming and you're eating well, then you're going to get really good results. And so sometimes that leads to wanting to compete and, and that kind of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've, you've done this a number of ways. I mean, you did it as an individual, you did it on a team, you know, you've done it in one of the newer master's classes. Now, how has the kind of competitive landscape for CrossFit changed in the last few years? The last, last few years? Let's call it the Reebok era. I would say pre or you know before Reebok was around and even and even when they were around for the first few years I would say up until like maybe 2013-14 it was uh you know people just were doing CrossFit and they got good at it and I, I feel like now more and more we're seeing people coming into CrossFit to or changing sports or even younger teens saying I'm training to go to the game at a, a, they're not even old enough to be in the team category and they're training to go to the game I think we're seeing a lot more people coming into CrossFit for that. And, and I think before, before we weren't seeing that as much, it was just, you came and did CrossFit and, and you got, and you were good at it. And then you go, okay, now I want to, I want to try to compete. You know, I think that that's, that's a big change. Um, and it's, it's, 
grow its growth. I think the last couple of years have been, has been insane. The numbers of the number of people and the, and the things that people are able to do performance wise. Okay. I definitely get that. So it's getting harder and harder to compete for the games. You say that, you know, there's not a direct business benefit to you competing. So what drives Jeremy Kinnick to, to compete every year? <laughs> That's a great question because uh, I, I think about that. And, and you know what? The last, probably the last couple of years, well, after, so let me take a couple steps back. After the 2015 games on team, I, uh, I was pretty banged up. My, I had some knee issues and I hadn't really dealt with much injuries before that. And, and volume just started, was just too high. I was doing too much, wasn't able to recover. And I kind of got burned out a little bit and uh, kind of took some steps back. And, and I really started focusing more on the business and more on the gym and, and, and helping others and really started doing that a lot. And, and I just really missed, I, I love, I just love competing. I don't do it. I don't compete. And I never really, like we never started CrossFit to do the game. Right. The this when we started. And even in the beginning, it was never about going to the games. It was never about that. And, and then, you know, kind of, you know, the last, last two years I was as an individual, 2011 and 12, was kind of getting to the point where I was training for the game. And I, and I, um, and I did those, I liked those years. Obviously I got to the games. That was awesome. But, but it was more, um, I didn't, it wasn't as fun. And my, my focus was had changed and it was very stressful and it, I just didn't enjoy it as much. And then, you know, getting back to the games on a team was awesome. Sharing that with my wife and sharing that with some of the guys that we you know, Nick, one of our, one of our um, guys that started in the garage, one of the, the 17 year olds, um, he just turned 28 and, you know, being able to share that experience with him, something that I'd done a few times was just probably the, the best year for me as, uh, you know, at the games, I enjoyed it more. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but I keep competing. Just, I just, I really just love it. I love to challenge myself. I love to keep seeing what I can do and, and I'm still improving. I, I, getting better and I can, I've found a better balance where hmm. I can do my, I can, you know, my boys are in little league. Little league is during the open. Right. And yeah. as a gym owner, that's the craziest time of year. And, yeah. and, and, you know, so my focus has changed a little bit, but I, I don't, I don't use the excuse of, well, I can't give as much time and effort as I used to. So I'm not even going to try. I'm just still going to try. That's just who I am. As a, that's just my personality. Um, I'm going to keep, keep working as hard as I can. If that means I, I do the group class workout and nothing else, that's, I'm going to still give my, my best to that. And what's nice about masters and me, it's almost, it's like was perfect timing is I can, I don't, I don't have to be as good as the 28 year olds and the, the 23 year olds in the individual categories anymore. Now I can go against, the older guys, right? The masters. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's allowed me to kind of take a couple of steps back and, and reduce my volume and focus on being healthy and put focus into the gym, you know, a lot more focus into the gym and our members and a lot more time with my boys and a lot more time with my wife. Um, and just, just having better balance because I just didn't have that. I didn't have any balance those earlier years. I just did. It was just all CrossFit. And it was all competing. And that was my life. Wow, and and I enjoyed it, and uh, but I just you know you can't I, I couldn't do that forever. Yeah. Mm. 
So now, I mean, obviously your kids grew up with CrossFit. You know, your wife had like a 375 deadlift last night or the night before that you had on Instagram. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously it is a family event, but like, can the whole family kind of get burned out on CrossFit too? Can they? Yeah. I can think they? So. Um, but I don't know. I don't, we, we, we're not, we're not there. We're not, we're not there at all. And, and I think it's just because we're able to stay balanced, you know, and I know, like, I just fit workouts in, in between stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I train our morning group classes and do some personal training in the morning and do some office work and stuff like that. And then I've got a good break from like noon to four before I train our, our, our 4 PM class. And so I get most of my, I, I, when I can, I get, I do the group class. I yeah. like to work out with our members. It's fun. I like to be told what to do just like everybody else. Um, and, and have that competition, you know, with, with other members and stuff like that. But like during baseball season, I can't do that during, for the boys. And so I, my wife and I will typically work out in the middle of the day which is really nice. We'll work out around two. My boys will come over and we'll, we'll work out and they'll do some stuff. And they, they always like to deadlift. So I have to tell them no sometimes, but, <laughs> but so, and so, so it's like a, fa- it's like family time. And even though like our world and our life consists of mostly consists of CrossFit and revolves around the gym, we still get a lot of fun family time. And, and so we, we're, we don't get, you know, and I think that helps with get with the burnt, you know, dealing with getting burned out because um, we're, we're still, having good quality family time you know that is awesome man so we're going to segue into box ownership here uh, by talking about the fact that you still work out with the groups at your gym so that means you've got to be doing very similar programming to what everybody else is doing instead of kind of like you know the secret squirrel games level competitor programming right yeah yeah i think maybe two two only two or three years of of the like 11 years that i've been doing this i did like the magic secret special in the corner by yourself workout but otherwise it's been i followed the same program that our gym has and I, you know added in more stuff and you know some lifting and, and added in some skill work but but i would always do the, the class workout and then and i've uh, and then i you know there was a few years where i didn't and it was less fun i didn't enjoy that as much um and now as often as i can i'm in the group class and so Everyone, you know, we have some guys that were at regionals last year as individuals, um, hmm. Nick and Josh, and they, we do the same workouts that the gym does. We just, we break, the way we do it is we have three different like levels or not levels, but like three different options each day for the workout. Okay. We have like an element, which is like super basic, simple, lower skill, you know, like power snatch or a set of a squat thing. We're just going to do front squats or something like that. Right. Very, very basic stuff. We have a fitness version which is like majority of our members you know um and then we have an advanced version which will be higher skilled stuff a little bit heavier stuff that's going to get someone that is interested in, in competing kind of get them ready we we've cut we've done that for probably the last four years three or four years and that seems to allow us to keep all of our competitors in class and all the people that are interested in in doing we don't really have anybody here doing like other programming they just do what we do and so it's tough to balance that, but, but we've, we've been able to do that. So it's nice. It's nice as an owner to be able to be in class with, you know, people that are just regular members, just, you know, soccer moms and office workers and, and just regular people. And, and they love it too. They really like, 
seen in class and was talking to one of our members recently and getting some info because I was putting up an Instagram post about him. And he was saying, you know, one thing that I love, he's been with us for like eight years. He's like, one thing I love is that I get to work out next to, you know, guys that are going to the games and, and trying to wow. or, or compete at regionals. And, and it's fun. And, and it's fun for everybody. It's fun for us. And it's fun for the, the people that are just there to get fit and healthy. It's, it's just a, it's a nice environment. Wow. That's great, man. Okay. So on the business side, now you guys have two gyms, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what led you to open the second gym? What was the conversation that made you say, I can do this again? It was the desire, I think, from from us to kind of grow and just keep going. We were, the gym was getting kind of full um, and we had a good amount of trainers that they wanted more. And so there was a, there's an area that we wanted to kind of go into. And so just just wanted to, I mean, we loved it. We, we still love, I mean, not we loved it, but we love it. And, yeah. and so we wanted to keep growing and keep growing and, and be able to impact more lives. And, and we needed, so we were either thinking expand the current gym into a larger gym or open up a second one. And we ended up going up, going with opening a second one, uh, just so we could kind of have a more, I, I feel like a, a larger reach and give our other trainers that were interested in, in making a living out of this, uh, give them opportunity for that. Okay. So box ownership then and now, very different, right? Very different. Yeah. On balance, is it easier now or harder now to run across a business? It's, it's, it's completely different. It's just so, it, it's just completely different because the focus more or then years ago was more on just on performance and now it's so much more obesity is just really rampant in our country and chronic disease and, and Glassman talks about it all the time and and we and more and more we're 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 trying to go into that and we're trying to not focus so much of our attention on the performance aspect as as we are on the getting people healthy and really and so a lot of our energy is spent on how can we do that? We love, I'm always, you know, this last probably year and a half, I've been, uh, I've been really diving into audiobooks on Audible and just listening to as much about men's toughness, about gym ownership, about uh, running businesses, you know, like Shoe Dog, listen to Shoe Dog. Uh, I'm, I'm actually listening to your, I'm not, kissing your butt right now, but I, <laughs> I'm listening to, um, help. I am, I told you, I'm listening to thanks. help first. The second time I just finished it and I'm listening to the second time. Um, oh, thanks. Because, yeah, it's great. I love it. And just doing and trying to provide a better business so that we can help more people. And, and, and we didn't really think about that so much. And I think we were really focused on movement. Maybe, maybe to a fault where that was the most important thing was we got to make sure. And we're, we're really good at it. We're really good at getting you to squat and getting you to do kipping pull-ups and getting you to do butterfly pull-ups and really good at getting performance. And, and we weren't focusing as much on getting people, not that we weren't, we weren't focused on people getting people healthy, but I think we're just focusing on it more now. Hmm. Um, and it's a bigger part, bigger part of our, of our business now than it was before. And I, I don't know if that's just a, a common theme across across affiliates or just because we're an older gym and that's what was I think that was more, bigger back then I think it was like hey like everyone wants to go to the game you know like everybody wants to go compete and 
and local competitions, I think, were just, we used to run a local competition. We did, I think, 11 of them for years. It was wow. Battle of the Boxes, and we did them all in-house, and they were massive. And then at some point, they stopped being so big. A lot more gyms were doing them, and we kind of just stopped at that, um, that we didn't see the need anymore. And so it's just kind of, it's just a... It's just a different focus now, really, is what it is. Still, just it's still challenging, um, but it's just I, I think a, a different, a big shift and a different focus. Okay, so when you say you're focusing more on health, I mean, if if I was in a time machine and I I looked at your gym ten years ago and I looked at your gym now, where would I see the difference in focus? I mean, are you talking about social media, blog posts, you know, your presence in the community personally? What what do you mean? Say, I mean, we we did. We focused a lot on nutrition. We would, we would, we were all about having our members do the zone. We're still really big on nutrition, but we are, I think, doing a better job of helping people start eating better and mm-hmm. not just saying, here, do the zone, do the zone, do the zone. Doing a better job of, you know, people that have crazy schedules or have different issues, kind of tailoring things more towards a wider range of people. And I think also just myself being more involved in the, in the, um, in the community, working out in class, being around more, being at the gym more, and not necessarily working more, but I mean, I am working more, but, but uh, just being available and uh, instead of in my corner doing my thing. So I think that that's, that has helped a lot, spending more time trying to mentor our trainers and get them on the same page Hmm. so that I I don't have to do everything. I like to do everything, (laughs) but but that's, I mean, I'm sure you understand that, yeah. uh, but, but, um, you know, allowing, you know, and, and, and that's part of my, you know, uh, listening to more audiobooks, listening to more podcasts to get, um, to get more information on how to, how to share that and mentor our, our staff. And so they can start doing more stuff and we can, we can build that, uh, you know, that, that more broad and, and, uh, robust business, right. It just, recently listened to your, your podcast about building a robust business. Oh, cool. Ideas. And, and so I think now we're, you're seeing a little bit more, more um, depth, more options for getting people started. I think that's oh. probably the biggest thing. It took me a while to get there, but that's probably the biggest thing is, is it's easier and there's just a lot more options for people that are afraid of CrossFit to start at our gym. That's a real big thing that I've taken from listening to to your podcast and your, your reading your book is is making it easier for people to join the gym. In oh, some, thanks, man. Oh, you're welcome. In some, whether it's just a nutrition thing or or it's a you know a no barbell class or whatever it is, just making it easy for people to join in. You know, kind of taking away that uh, that barrier. You know, the, all those steps. I think we had a lot of steps years ago. Mm this and then this and then you have to go do this and then you know if you wanted to do group classes then you can start group classes and by that time people are like either they loved it and they're staying or they're out they're like i'm out of here right you know okay um what what's the hardest conversation you've ever had with a client i try to communicate with our members as much as i can and stay in contact and talk to them and, and pull them in the office when they need to and so i hear a lot of stuff um, from men and women that I am surprised that they're comfortable telling me and which is, which is awesome. I think, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can nail down the, the, the toughest, that was a question, right? The toughest thing, that toughest conversation. Have you ever but, had to fire a client? 
<laughs> I, I've made clients leave. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad my brother's not on this call. <laughs> but we, we have had issues with, you know, members kind of being kind of harassing women. Like, well, it's always guys, it seems like for us. Because we're, we're, we're jerks, you know, I mean, we could be, <laughs> to women, it seems like, right? And so we, I have had to deal with that, where I've had to tell people that's not going to, we're not going to be okay with that, or you're not going to be able to talk to my trainer like that, and then they leave. And, and you know, we, we've had that over the years, not too much, but, uh, you know, I, I've come a long way <laughs> with, with dealing with, with that stuff and, and trying to figure out the best way to go about that, you know, because... Because people have bad days, right? Yeah. And and they're not very nice sometimes. But we got to. I, I try to remind our staff. You know, it's this is like someone coming to our gym. We don't know what's. We really don't know what's going on outside of their life, outside of here, right? We don't know what's going on in their life. And so someone comes in and they're they're upset or mad or grumpy or short. You don't know what just happened. You don't know if their wife just said, "Hey, I think I'm gonna leave you," or "Hey, I'm cheating on you," or they lost their job or someone died or they found out they have um, some kind of disease or they just had their wife just had a miscarriage or I mean, it's it, the list goes on. We don't know. And so we have to. And I think if we if we keep that in mind as as trainers and as, as a gym staff in general, then when someone's a little bit upset or they have they're having a bad day, then then like it's easier for us to, to like brush it off. But, the, you know, there's also a fine line of, of I'm not going to let my, my trainers, I'm not going to let people abuse abuse my, my trainers verbally. This is not mm-hmm. going to happen. So we have had to have that conversation in the past. Um, but it's not fun. It's not, it's not comfortable. I don't like that at all. You know, I don't think anyone does. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I, I don't like to, I want to, like, we're here because we want people to help them reach their goals and help them be healthy and live a, live a nice life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that you say that, I think that's brilliant because if I have a horrible day and I get terrible news, the first thing I'm going to do is go to the gym, right? Yeah, exactly. Let some steam off. That's it. Okay. What is one client that you wish you could get back? You don't have to name a name. Just tell me the scenario. Yeah, there was a, I, I, I comes comes to mind real quickly. There was a young lady that we had a long time ago, many years ago. She started with us because she wanted to, her friend was getting married and she wanted to get in shape for the wedding. I think she was going to be in the wedding. And so she started with us and she was a, a smaller girl. I mean, she wasn't, she didn't have much weight to lose. I don't know, really know what she was trying to do. Like, it didn't make sense. I was like, hey, look fine. You know, it's great. And, uh, but she, she became one of my, my favorite members from the standpoint of she listened to, she listened to everything, you know, we would suggest. She worked hard and she was tough. I mean, she was tough as nails. She was like a little, like a little ant because she was just, oh, she was so tough and she was so fun to watch. And she would get this look on her face where like she's somewhere else. And, uh, and oh. she was just a great part of the community, kind of, kind of uh, quiet, but was like a quiet leader. And a lot of people looked up and respected her. And then, and she ended up moving, she ended up competing at, at regionals and she did really well and she moved she ended up moving and uh it was it was like oh i can't believe you're leaving and it was it was a tough it was a tough tough time we still we're still in contact and and, it, and it's great to, to see her still still doing crossfit having a family and all that stuff but that i would definitely have would have had would have her back yeah for sure okay was there ever a client where they left over a misunderstanding or something and you thought like, Oh man, I blew it. And you wish you had a second chance at that client. 
Many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, give me an example. Long years ago, middle of a workout, I lost my temper and just kind of barked at someone. And uh, you know, just heat of the moment, tired. They were cracking a joke, and I didn't take it as a joke, and kind of yelled at them a little bit or a lot, and uh, and and it led to you know them leaving. And and you know sometimes, and, and you know, and it and it and it still bothers me a little bit. You know, because that's not, you don't want to be that guy. You know, you don't want to do that. And sometimes in the middle of working hard and you're tired and you're, you're, you just, you know, kind of lose control, I guess, lose, lose a little bit of self-control. And so that was, uh, so he, he, he stopped coming to our gym. This was, but this was like in the very beginning when we first started, first came to the new box. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bummer. Yeah. Well, I think we've all been there. And the reason that I, the reason that I poked you so hard on that one was I, I think that, people who've owned a box for less than five years, maybe they're just having that first experience now. And, and I want them to hear from us that we've done it too. Okay, Jeremy, let's say a new client walks in today, right? What, what is the most perfect thing that they could say? Where does the perfect client come from? What do they already know about you? Or what's the perfect question for them to ask? Uh, I think the, you know, I think someone coming in and they, you know, that has looked on our website, understands, you know, what we're doing understands uh, what we have to offer and comes in and just says, you know, I, I'm not where I want to be. And I haven't been for a long time and I've been thinking about it for a long time. And so, you know, someone that's motivated um, and I need to get healthy for my family. I think that's the, and that's one that I, we, we find a lot. And those tend to be uh, the members that take it the most serious, you know, they're, they're overweight and they have some health issues and they're eating out of control. And they don't really know what to do. And they, you know, they don't think they know everything. Uh, we, you know, I think it's hard when you get members coming in that know everything. You know, they don't need <laughs> yeah. to. Know. I, yeah. I know how to eat, coach. I know how to work out. You know, because um, yeah. I think it's harder to, it's harder for that. You know, that ego gets in the way, and it's yeah. like, well, I know you that you know how to do it and you've done it before, but but you're not doing it. And so you know that whole knowledge issue, right? Like knowing, and so when someone comes in and they don't really know what to do, they're they're like, I'm stuck, and I and I I my kids, I have younger kids, and I don't want to be messed up when they get older, and I want to be able to see my grandkids, and I want to be able to play with my grandkids, and and I think for me that that's and and that for me hits hits home really well, hits really close to home because that's that's really what it is um, when I started. It, it, a lot of it was, you know, like competing stuff was fun, but a lot of it was, I didn't, I don't want to be, my dad passed away. My, my dad uh, had a heart attack. He was 52. I was 25. Wow. And, uh, and so I think that is part of why I've been able to stay so consistent with my nutrition and, and, and with wanting and that drive and that fire with, uh, with wanting to help people because I've, I, you know, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to die early. You know, I don't. And I think a lot of people have that issue. And, and so when someone comes in with that motivation, I think it's a very, very powerful thing. Um, and I think that those are, those are the best clients. Okay. So you've got kind of this mental checklist. Somebody comes in, they're open to coaching. Yeah. Um, they have, they have an emotional reason. Like I want to do this for my kids. Let's say that that person doesn't come in your gym that you're at Little League and you spot that person, you know, how do you start the conversation with them? You know, it's, it's tough. I, I think in the years ago, I would talk about CrossFit a lot more. I was really like, I don't want to say pushing it on people, but I really was so 
I just wanted to tell everybody about it. And, and I don't think that was the right approach. I don't think that that resulted mm. in people wanting to come to the gym because it was almost like, no, 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 that's crazy. That's too much, <laughs> you know? And maybe I was just you know, being a little bit, uh, you know, too passionate about it. But, but um, now I think, you know, when I'm at Little League Games and there's, I'm with coaches and I'm like, I, this guy needs to lose some weight. This guy needs to be working out. I wear my CrossFit Kinnick shirts. Everyone that I'm around kind of knows. And, you know, you're making small talk. And, and I bring up stuff like, hey, uh, you know, have you, do you work out? Or, you know, what, what do you, what, do you have goals? Or, or I'll talk, I'll bring up something about nutrition. Or um, I'll talk about a new program we, that we have at the gym. And I'll just kind of toss something, just something little, a little breadcrumb out there to, to see if they are interested and, and, you know, and then you're going to spend a good amount of time with them over the next few months. And so just trying to just throw stuff out there. And if they ask questions, usually at least the questions about the gym, I try not to push too much and try to just, just give them the information they're looking for. And if they have, they're wondering about classes or wondering about stuff, or I can't do that, Jeremy, I remind them that we have a 92 year old lady at our gym. I'm like, you definitely can do it. Um, you know, and that kind of stuff, you know, I try to keep it real simple for them so it's not they don't put up the, the the wall you know so it's like oh no i'm i'm, I'm not gonna do that and then they don't want to talk to me you know yeah you know you just reminded me of something back in like 2007 2008 on the crossfit message boards the only real business topic was like what's your elevator pitch right how do you meet somebody and sell them on the spot do you remember that stuff and i think the best elevator oh, absolutely. absolutely it's what you're saying it's it's not come and do CrossFit. Here's my card. It's, will you be riding this elevator tomorrow? You know? Yeah, exactly. It is. Okay. Yeah, I, think, so, I think that's effective. So the, the people coming into your gym right now, like the best clients, um, they meet you in person, they meet you at little league or they meet you at church or they're, they're meeting you in the community and then coming in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me an example of somebody who's joined recently that met you first and then came in and tried to the gym because they, they leaned on that relationship of trust. Uh, one that pops in my head real, real, um, that was somewhat recent was, uh, a, one of the dads on the soccer team, uh, one of my son's soccer team. And he, you know, we just were sitting watching soccer. I wasn't coaching or anything, just sitting there watching the practices getting to talk to him and and uh our my older son and his daughter were just running laps around the field just kind of playing around kicking the ball and then uh we, we just talked to him a little just talked a little bit about it asked what we do and oh crossfit is that your gym or, or do you go there and oh no it's our gym and oh that's cool and just kind of one thing led to another and and he just you know we built that relationship and i think that by not saying come to my gym work out by just building the relationship trusted us and we were friends and saw that I was a normal person, not a weird crossfitter. And, you know, like, Oh, you're a normal guy. Okay. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, right. Cause I think sometimes we get a little bit crazy as, as crossfitters and, and as owners and we're just like over the top. And, and I think that just, you know, we built that relationship. And so he was comfortable. We're starting up a 5am class, you know, that, and it was new. The class was new. And so he, you know, he came in and tried it out and, and he's been here since and he's doing great. And, you know, I think that's a, that was, that's a recent one. That's a pretty, pretty cool story. Yeah. And I, I have the exact same story, but with hockey, because I'm in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you think, you know, you and I, we both like to bring clients in by 
getting out in the community and meeting people and having a relationship first. Yeah. Do you think you've like matured to that point or have you learned a lesson that said, I don't want people coming in on Facebook ads or. Uh, I think a little bit of both. I think that uh, I've definitely matured in, in the way I approach that. And I think just, just as a person, I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm getting better at building relationships, mm. uh, friendships, and I've, I've slowed down enough and not focus on focusing on myself so much um, as an athlete. I'm now more and more, not that I wasn't before, but more and more, I'm, lo- I'm kind of seeking that out, building relationships with, with um, people that I'm, I'm meeting. And I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know that, I don't want a bunch of people coming in at once. I don't want a ton of people just flooding in the gate, you know, the door and just beating our door down. I, I don't think that that is the, the right thing to do. And even though I think that we want that because, and maybe when we're newer, we want that because we want to have a full gym, but you just can't take care of people in mm-hmm. the right way. You know, you can't, um, you can't build the relationships in the gym and, you know, um, it's just, it's just too much, you know, it's just like turning the, uh, the fire hydrant. People just fall off too easily. And then they're like, what happened to that one guy? I don't know. What was his name again? Yeah. And he's just, they're just gone, you know, because, and that doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't do them any good. Now they have a bad experience and it doesn't do you any good because now you have one less member and you were, but you were, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's much better just, you know, or, you know, when, when our members bring people in, same idea. It's like, there's a relationship. They, they trust their friends or they trust their spouse or they trust their coworker. And then they go, yeah, my coworker loves this gym. There's obviously a reason for that. And they, now they trust the coworker. So then now they trust us. And oh, so, you know, it, 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 you know, the more and more, and I, and I, I do think it's, I'm getting older, but, you know, it's starting you know, realizing what's, what's important and what's, um, you know, how to be valuable, you know, and it's all about relationships. It really is. Okay. But speaking of older, Chris, um, next year I'm in the 40 to 44 age group. Well, you might, I'm you might beat me up, out then. You might beat me I'm out. Coming, I'm coming for 40 years. I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Really <laughs> it's awesome. Except that like your whole cohort moves up and you are in one of the most competitive age groups in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, your age group is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's insane. We just got Josh Bridges in the 35, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? Josh, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's a, a, a big list, you know, and then, but then you move up to the 40 and 44 and you're like, Hey, Neil, Neil Maddox, what are you, yeah. how, how you doing up there, buddy? You know, it, it's, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's so much. I just love it. dude. I just, I just love, you know what I, I love most about it. And I don't, this is really what we were talking about, but I, I love, and I love competing. I love the cross community. I really, mm-hmm. really do. I love, I love the open, even though it's stressful. And I, I love people coming together and cheering each other on. And, you know, your competitor next to you, you're cheering them on if you finish before them. And if you, they finish before you, they're cheering you on. Even though it's like, you shouldn't do that because there's points involved and you're trying to win. But you do it because that's just what we do. That's what CrossFit does. And, we, and, that ha- and that's something that we haven't lost as a community. We have not lost that aspect of people cheer each other on that's happened since the beginning. And I think, I don't think we'll lose that. I really don't. That's awesome. Okay. So in the spirit of, of cheering people on then Jeremy, let's, let's wrap up with this. If you were talking to an affiliate owner, they're three years in, they've just finished their first lease and they're like, Oh man, I can't keep doing this. 
what would you tell them? Well, I think that they need to take a look at why they started. You know, what was their, what, why did they open the gym? Was it because it's cool and everyone else is doing it? Was it to, like, what was the reason, right? And, and I think that the focus needs to, if it's not there, it needs to be shifted to helping our, our members, right? Helping people get in shape, helping people learn how to eat right and live healthy lives and have fun. And, and I, I think the, if the focus is put on that, um, and I think this is something that you said, and I was relaying this to our, our training staff, that if you're feeling burnt out, if you're not feeling very motivated at all, start focusing more on, on making other people happy, start focusing more on helping people and knowing that that next class that you teach or that you coach or the next person that you, that you meet and that comes in the gym, that you can change their life and you can have an impact on not just their life, but if they have a family, you can have an impact on their life. And then they, and then, and then they have, and if we're teaching them how to eat right, we're teaching them how to exercise and be healthy, then that's going to be passed on to their kids. And they're, and then, and there's like this, Hmm. you know, this bigger purpose for, for doing this. And it's not about teaching someone, oh, that person, you taught that person how to air squat, you know, or I'm bummed up, I'm burnt out because I'm working too much. Well, then you need to, then we need to start looking at what, what, you know, why did I start? And if it's not, if if that doesn't fire you up, if that doesn't get you excited, helping people and, and making people better, then it's probably not the right thing to do. I mean, I don't know if you don't like helping people, that's what we're here for is, like that's what CrossFit gyms are for in, at the end of the day. And so I, I think looking back at, at what you were, you know, why you started doing this and, and kind of reevaluating that. Last question. When was the last time a member hugged you? Uh, every single class. Perfect. Now we, 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 we hug around here. So yeah, every single class. I, I had a, a member come in this morning and she was frustrated about her something happened. She was warming up and, and she was frustrated. She comes in with tears in her eyes. And, um, and I was able to tell her, you know, give her some instruction and give her some, some things to work on and, and walk out. She walked out happy. I got a big hug for that. So that was cool. That's awesome. You know, I was really bad at that until I met Greg and uh, started going to HQ. And I was amazed at how much time he would invest every day in yeah. just walking around and hugging people and shaking their hands and taking an interest in what they said. But yeah, you know, there's something, one, one thing, something that I learned from, from Greg, uh, Coach Glassman, was I was, when I first met him, I think I met him once, and I was so amazed, he probably had this experience too, I was so amazed that the next time I met him, he remembered me. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, how does this, how did this guy remember me? And years later, just, you know, and, and that was something that I really took to heart with my gym was when someone would come back in, hey, Jeremy remember me? I'm like, of course I remember. I'm so glad you're back. You know, just making people feel important. And he, like, that was a really, that's, that's something I think he's amazing at. And I think it's good to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Well, the first time I met him, I was with uh, Anthony Bainbridge and he says, yeah, yeah. he says, Anthony, uh, how's your, how's your wife's mother doing? Is she, is she feeling better? And Anthony like stutter, you know, Oh, good, good, good. So Greg leaves and he turns to me and he says, I haven't talked to him in four years. Wow. You know, and, and that's when I started to get the impression, like, this guy might just be a genius. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jeremy, uh, I also think that you're a genius. Um, I, I think that you're a genius in building community, in building a long-term followership, and in, in parlaying your message to, uh, to your members and the rest of the CrossFit community. 
I think probably there are people out there like me who have looked to you and maybe stuck with CrossFit because, hey, if that guy's involved, this is a good thing. So thank you for everything that you've done as a leader. And, uh, and thanks for sharing all this wisdom with our listeners. Well, I appreciate you having me on here, Chris. And I appreciate um, all those, those kind words. And uh, I think that sometimes, I think the more that we do this and the more that we learn, we start realizing that we don't know anything. And I'm, and I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, I, you say, you're saying that and I'm, and I'm just, I'm taking it and, and, uh, and I really appreciate you saying that because sometimes, some days I don't feel like I know anything and I feel like I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm doing. I feel like I'm just lost, you know, and I, and I, and I think it's good that to hear those, those things. So I really appreciate you saying that. Sure thing, man.